Hey everybody, it's Targy to the party. I'm Daniel. He is has been voted four times in the Portland Mercury most likely to fuck a pumpkin, Bill Mudrin. This is true. Uh, How does it feel four times in a row? Ironically enough, that would still not be half as embarrassing as Mickey Rooney in today's film. We watched uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Bill, I made a mistake. Did you? I made a, a, a you dire mistake. You pulled the Joe Bluth. You did the... Yeah. I made a horrible mistake. <laughs> a huge mistake. Uh, no, Breakfast at Tiffany's is... It's, it's hard to say. You don't want to say it's a bad film. It is an unfortunate film. It is boring. It is boring. It is... But it's, I so, think it's so chic and stylish. I would rather watch The Dark House than Breakfast at Tiffany's again. Really? This movie was so boring. <sighs> So boring, even A Team couldn't save it. A Team! Okay, good. I'm they glad called, to see you were they on the called, called, notes. They called they called the A Team to come save reference to Tiffany. <laughs> and he could not. That was one mission and too B. far. B.A. Baracus was like, I pity the fool to try to watch this movie. And I was B. like, B.A. Baracus, no. He showed up. He walked through the main door of the apartment. Actually, since Mickey Rooney like... started yelling at him and he just walked home. He said, Fuck, I, this is already. No, I know. Well, Considering there were no black people in this movie whatsoever, I think he wasn't even level. That's set. why it's such a magical vision of New York. It's so chic. <laughs> There's no minorities, so, but except the one crazy one. Not to, this is not going to be Mickey Rooney the podcast. So but. all I knew about Breakfast at Tiffany's before I watched it was super racist Mickey Rooney. Yeah, and Audrey Hepburn with pearls. Really, the outfit she starts the movie in, and never you never see her in it again. That's a good point, actually. Like, That's with her tiara iconic... and her pearls and that stuff. That probably is the most iconic scene in the movie, is, like, the opening thing where she's, like, walking down a mysteriously yeah, so empty we Manhattan. Start with that. So yeah. she's walking around an empty Manhattan. Okay, so also, this, this is 1961 Manhattan, so yeah. everything's kind of chic. And it's white bread version of 1961 yeah. Manhattan. This is kind of like the Mad Men version, where it's yeah. all, like... Oh, white people smoking. Everybody's smoking. Everybody's drinking, and everyone's doing it very stylishly while they're doing yeah. it at the same time. But she's walking around. She pull. She's looking at Tiffany's jewelry outside. Is this movie basically just a big advertisement for Tiffany's? Uh, which is weird because I looked up and according to the trivia, Tiffany's was really kind of skittish about being involved in because they just they were worried that the name brand of the store may be tarnished. But this all this movie is filleting about how great Tiffany's is and how yeah. this wonderful pixie manic. Pixie Dream Girl just loves Tiffany so much. Yeah, you think they so would have paid for she's this movie to be made? walking around, eating like a croissant, looking at oh, Tiffany stuff. We should also note this is based off a Truman Capote story, so it's not like they just made this. Oh, okay. Um, uh, to fillet Tiffany, and she takes like three bites out of her McMuffin, her McMuffin, and throws it away. Yeah, and that's how, that is how she stays so wafer thin. Uh, according to trivia, um, that this was really hard to film because not only was it really difficult to find like practically empty time of day to film like a quiet scene like this in downtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. uh, What's her face? Always hated by always. Food. I mean, I'm calling her always. I keep on forgetting she was in Spielberg. Actually, that's terrible because no one's seen the Steven Spielberg movie Always, in which Audrey Hepburn briefly cameos. Well, her name in this is Holly. Is it Holly? Yes. Holly Golightly. Well, is it? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll be calling her Holly. Holly. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, Audrey Hepburn hated eating like, food in general. Food. Yeah. Because she's so which fucking thin. In she this. is alarmingly thin. Um, <laughs> I'm around ballerinas all the time. She is thin. Yeah. She's dangerous. She's. She is. Do you, was that actually her, or was she just n not, not not nostalgic, anorexic? I honestly, What's I going don't know. On? Some known, people are skinny. No, I've known people. My that friend are super, Dylan super is kind of that kind of skinny. Yeah, I've known people that are super skinny, but man, she is. 
She is early seventies ballerina skinny, like yeah. Delcy Kirkland skinny. She's her black dress that she's got on is hanging off her like a it garbage looked, bag. It looks super awkward to walk into because she can't take full steps, so she's kind of like yeah, exactly, rah, yeah. Rah, rah. She's like C three PO walking down the street in a dress. Um. So yeah. Um, so she throws that away and starts buzzing her apartment because she lost her key because she's so quirky and funny. And <laughs> at this point, like I saw this once when I was in high school, and I just didn't think much of the movie now. Now that I'm older, and I kind of see it from the perspective of the Mickey Rooney character, how he just does not punch her in the fucking face. Or, like, even if you're just one of the other tenants in that building, having to put up with her coming in at, like, 3 o'clock well, in the morning Yeah, there's only, there's only four buzzers down there, That's so are there point. only four But it looks like a it? big, like, apartment yeah, building. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because there's, like, she, like, cause there's multiple floors, and there's, like, yeah. at least four apartments on each building, on each floor. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Again, it's so a fairy tale version she walks of New York. In, like, I don't know... Who wrote the Mickey Rooney parts? But they were probably like, oh, man, this is comedy gold right here. It's the most e- – raise this stereotype aside. It's like the – it's it's the second Mickey thing Mickey Rooney has, like, too. giant buck teeth in. He's got, he's got black hair slicked back. You... He's got his eyes kind of pulled with tape, so he kind of vaguely looks what a racist stereotype of Asian people was back you then. You would think his parents were murdered – by the Japanese when he was a child, and this is way of him trying to draw out the the assassin to come to him so he can like murder them yeah. back, but like or something because this is so like, when she's buzzing buzzing his door, he like gets up all and stumbles around and like grabs a flashlight. He's like, I might grabs not, a, it's gla- he's he's not a racist character as much as he's a full blown retard than anything else. He like grabs the the flash thing on the on the his camera and. And squeezes it so the flash goes off, and he's like, "Oh!" oh. And it's just, even if okay, this was just not funny. <laughs> it it is, wasn't. I find it. I find the fact that it was unfunny more offensive than, is, than his racist stereotype. You watch. I remember the first time I watched that, and I heard had heard there was some racist shit with Mickey Rooney, and I was waiting. I was like, "Oh, it'll be interesting to see," because you think, "Well, maybe that's just no, maybe it's just a weird interpretation or something like that." You watch that movie, and you're like, "What?" the fuck because it's like it's like something from like a mr show sketch or something like like almost modern day if you were to make fun well this is what of they racism did. like this is this what is, you would do this is the propaganda like stuff levels uh, during world war ii but this is like 10 years Again. after world no it's 20 war, years later 20 yeah. years after yeah, world that's war what's even for 1961 and like looking up the trivia for this stuff even in 1961 people were like not even just asian people but like people in general kind of like uh, like the reviews for this were all like, yeah, that Mickey Rooney, he's, he's pulling it kind of pretty broad. In this. And what they got Mickey Rooney, who by this time was a washed up child actor who yeah. was who had gotten famous for very broad comedy routines. Yeah. And I like young Mickey Rooney, but whoever wrote this doesn't know how comedy works. Blake Edwards is out of his fucking mind. I've what else has Blake Edwards made? He directed this. I have no idea, man. <sighs> I can't believe he got married to Mary Poppins. He stopped, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. He stopped Mary Poppins. He did. He, How, didn't he make something where she was topless? Yeah. Oh, I see. I already have a problem with Blake Edwards. That's what <laughs> oh, my God. He convinced her to be titty, titty-free in a movie. Whatever. That means you got to see No, not, I'm not complaining. Oh. But, like, what black magic do you have to work on? Not only to sleep with Mary Poppins, but get her to marry you uh, and then be titty-free his, in your movies. His penis shoots cocaine. Oh, something. <laughs> something oh so, so mickey rooney yells at her which was basically what Horrid, sounds like. horrible rightry yeah you don't even want to fucking parry because it's so <laughs> it is fucking it is it is gruesome it is dark uh, mickey rooney is so unfunny 
he would fit in in an Adam Sandler's movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is basically. Uh, um... <laughs> oh, he made the pa- pa- Blake Edwards of the pa- Pink Panther movies. Oh, okay. Um. Uh. Oh, he's dead. Mickey Rooney is basically Jeez. a Rob Schneider character. Oh, there in an Adam Sandler. That's exactly because it's so broad and just completely kind of. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Aside from offensive, you know what? Even if it wasn't an offensive, re- he if he was just that volume of any kind of person, any kind of character choice, yeah. it would be like he he exists in an entirely different cinematic universe. Aside from offensive racist shit aside, it's just what the fuck, Mickey. So we have to move on past yeah, Mickey it's, Rooney. It's, we'll but come he keeps back on to yeah, we'll back come though. back like to him eventually. Terrible, terrible we could basically do a whole episode on Mickey Rooney. Boomerang, yeah. Anyway, but uh, she gets to her apartment and she's like, "I lost my key, you're a sweetheart." And he's like, "Oh, I call police on you." <laughs> and uh, some guy comes up and is Jesus like, Christ. "Hey, just let me come inside your apartment, baby. Come on." And uh, it's a it's schlubby guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, some schlubby guy. And he says at one point, I paid for you and five of your friends. Aren't I entitled to something? It's like, no dirtbag. Yeah. No, you aren't entitled to something. Yeah, I guess. But this does give you a little insight into what a shitlord Audrey Hepburn is in this movie. Yeah, she's not a... Which is funny because... Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. So the original sto- short story that Truman Capote wrote, she is just flat out a prostitute. Mm. She's a hooker. By not making her a hooker, but just someone who kind of yeah, like... Yeah, they kind of hint at that, but they this never This kind of is it. almost... Not to say being a hooker is bad. But this mm-hmm. is kind of like neuters her in a way that makes her just even more like totally inconsistent with the world. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this lady? Yeah, how has she not gotten murdered yet? Not to say that like if someone buys you a drink, you you offer the like you're obligated to give them sex. You know, you don't want to do the whole friendness coin fucking thing. But it's like this is like New York, like just like you're a lone lady and like. What the hell's wrong with it's like again? She's like mentally defective. Like what? Yeah. What are you doing here? Like what? Who? Who? What? Yeah. yeah. So so then uh, we get uh, uh, a team walking up, getting out of a cab. Yeah, stylish a team. Stylish a team. Who is a you know I I've never seen him, or if I do I don't remember. So much younger. I always mm-hmm. knew him from the a team. He. Was a very dashing young gentleman. Yeah, he's a very cool. Of course, the guys on this podcast were like, "A team, we like that A team guy." <laughs> Fuck Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Fuck that racist guy. We like our self insert character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but yeah, he's he's George. You know, so it's George Papard who yeah. played um, Mr. T on the A <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. All he, he was from the A team. I can't remember his character. Uh, Hannibal. Name. He was Hannibal the leader. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because like the eighteen, that was like barely tw- like even less than twenty years after this. I suppose which so, is because yeah. he had white hair. I I picture him as being an old man. Yeah. He must have been like forty <laughs> when he made the eighteen. Well, that's about how old Angela Lansbury was probably yeah, when she did point, Pirates too. was last week's podcast. Yeah, and she seemed old as fuck. And B.A. Brockus did spend a well, lot of time about how much he did not want to fuck Hannibal. Yeah. Wasn't Wilford Brimley, like, super young when he did, like, Yeah, Cocoon? when he did Cocoon, he was, like, 35. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, those things happen. Oh, man, yeah. But he, he buzzes the door, and it's Audrey Hepburn's apartment, or Holly's apartment. Is it accidentally that he bu- No, he, he doesn't have the key to the front door. He's, like, yeah, he must like have given spreading me, like a virus. He must no have ma- given me the... Uh, they mu- upstairs king instead of the front door key. How has Yuni Yoshi not her, shot everyone in this apartment complex? Her sleeping mask that she's wearing in this scene is the dumbest thing. <laughs> like a design there by a child. There is so much dumb 
60s Austin Powers garbage in this movie <laughs> that I'm just like, that yeah. is so tacky. I actually, I liked her sleeping mask because lo- I didn't realize that was just the tip of the iceberg. I forgot about how kooky she is. Oh, yeah. I thought that was like the kookiest she got. And then she's got like earring earplugs. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that was cute. That's kind of like, that gives her some personality. I didn't realize she she's essentially female Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Until she pulls it out and it's just covered in your wax. And you're like, oh, oh she's not oh, very good. That's not, it's yeah. not so good. No, oh, God. Um, I mean, she is the archetype for the manic pixie dream girl. That's like every every manic is... pixie dream girl has been chasing the Audrey Hepburn, which is you know what manic pixie dream girl. That's just a quaint way of saying batshit crazy. Yeah, forcefully kind of crazy. Like, yeah, self like like no, she's not crazy. She's just quirky, self consciously annoyingly quirky. Yeah. Um. Which is funny because actually I've seen Audrey Hepburn and other stuff and I've liked her. It's not like an Audrey Hepburn problem. So, it's just, so he's man, like, this movie in general. So he's like, Oof. hey, yo, they didn't give me my key. Uh, can I use a phone? I have to call somebody. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sure, come in. And he walks in and like somebody throws a cat at him from off screen. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> this, I love it when, yeah, when people. This poor cat, who she was inventive enough to name cat i do like it it's gets its own credit in the in the opening of the it film deserves it gets it. its own cat credit as quote-unquote cat this which poor I thought was cat hilarious. all yeah. through this i mean i'll get to the, the that, poor cat but this poor cat that and pepperidge fuck. farms the most sympathetic characters in the movie this not pepperidge farms george papard yeah this poor cat they throw it at so many people cat they gets left in the rain it. they throw this... it in the rain this poor I animal the cat got stumped i hope at the end of filming that cat got all the pussy it could get yeah Literally, <laughs> I made a joke. Um, so, uh, so she starts babbling incoherently about all this stuff, and I don't remember a damn thing she says. She just starts talking, blah blah blah. She blah, starts blah, talking blah, about her blah, 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 blah. brother Fred and this. Yeah, and you that look like and... you look like my brother Fred. First warning sign that the things are not going to go well. Hey, you look like my brother Fred, who's tall and who will be dead soon. You know when you know what. <clears throat> You know when a female calls you, says... Female. (laughs) A female. Okay, let's not... All right, we can take the genders away. When somebody (laughs) that you might be interested in romantically says, you look like my sibling, you know what that means? Yeah. You're never fucking that person. It's no good. And if they want to fuck you, you run to the hills. (laughs) But Daniel, but Daniel, she keeps her suitcase and a telephone. (laughs) Or vice versa. (laughs) Because it don't make a sound. Yeah, come on. Oh, I keep. Yeah, she's. He's like, did you just move into? She's like, no, I've been here for like a year because she's got suitcases and boxes she and shit. Has a sod and half bathtub for a couch. Yeah, come on. Yeah, how can you have? She uh, keeps. She, she keeps she, her shoes in the fridge. Come she on. is basically everything kooky Portland girls are trying to be. She drinks milk out of martini glass. Come on, how? How can you not fall in love with a woman whose makeup so, mirror is built into her mailbox? He's like, can I use the phone? And she's like, sure. And he never actually uses the phone? No. He's and just... she's just walking around like, hey, ha- he, help me well, find my shoes. He opens up the suitcase, finds the phone. He picks it up. Sees it. Almost said, about realizes it. this place is covered in AIDS. <laughs> and walks out and never no, sees no, her again. He yeah. actually moves out two weeks later. Just yeah, it was, I can't it's amazing how shit. short the film was. Yeah. Um, he, just, he just wakes up and realizes like, no, this is, no, no, no. Gotta go. Gotta get out of, yeah. Uh, so he he talks to Yuni yeah, and they she, both of Victor. She talks forever about like how she's late. It's th- Thursday and she's late to go see Sally in Sing Sing 
Because I guess in the '60s people did call okay, prison. Okay, actually, Sing. well, there is the Sing Sing prison. Yeah, we get that scene a little bit. Yeah, I forgot they start laying in the Sally Tomato stuff that early. Yeah. Why is she friends with Sally Tomato? <gasps> Sally Tomato's a dude too, which that kind of confused me at first too. I don't, I don't remember. Sally Tomato's the like the the the, the posh European guy later. He shows up at the party. No, no, no Sally Tomato is the guy in jail. But he doesn't. He gonna wait? What? How? <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hash this out, but yeah. yeah. so uh, she's like, no, I go there, and he helps me with my finances and, like, this, that, and the other. Um, so she's already setting herself up to get destroyed. Yeah. So uh, you bunch, have to wonder. She just talks nonstop, basically. Yeah. Um, one of my notes is you have to wonder how many women saw this in 1961 and thought, great, a new level of alien femininity we, that we all have to live up to. In 1961? Yeah. None of them. Well, no, because no, that this because role even... was celebrated as this like new wave of like a lot of people thought this was like a feminist movie, mm. which I guess if you look at it from a, I mean, I guess I mean it's different. It's better than being demure, like hey, scared of sex, lady. I guess, but still, just like, well, I guess after like a couple decades of essentially everyone trying to not everyone, but like the whole breakfast at tiffany's thing being run into the ground yeah that we look at it and go oh my god this is this is fucking patient zero this is it this should we need to we, we, we got to get the terminator time machine go back in time and stop this before it starts yeah so we're a little we have a slightly skewed perception <sighs> i suppose so um um so he never makes this phone call she blabbers blabbles incoherently for a while that she's gonna go to sing sing and see this guy and blah 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 so he walks her out he says he doesn't have a key, but he's fine closing the door behind him and stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I was like, why is he walking her all the way to the car? I guess it's because he's it's a, a gentleman, sexy, maybe. S- sexy 70s, 60s farce. Yeah, so. so Again, farce. You can, so then. That, wh- that, that you can make, you can scrub away so many plot holes yeah. in a movie. Like, oh, it's just a farce. So uh, the a cab pulls up. And a lady in a silly, like, towel on her head gets out. Mm-hmm. And Andre Hepburn, with her flying saucer hat, gets in the cab and leaves. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, hi, this is my interior decorator. Uh, which, it's not. It's his adulteress. Is that... Wait, is she married to someone else? Yes. I totally blacked out on that. Okay. Yeah, she's married she's to someone else. She's not in the... But she obviously, she doesn't play a big part in the movie. A little bit. It's the only real roadblock from keeping him from going after Audrey Hepburn. And that's the only kind of real function. She's a speed bump, essentially. Yeah. A poor speed bump. Um, um, so, yeah. Then Audrey Hepburn comes home from where, you know, Sing Sing, where she was, and get, goes out in her fire escape and creeps up and starts looking in his windows all mm-hmm. creepy style and sees, like, his interior decorator put pull out some money and put it down on his nightstand. Uh, he's asleep in bed. Kisses him on the forehead like a good little boy and pieces out. And then she's like, well, I guess I'll break into his apartment now. And, like, opens the window. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, don't worry, dear. It's only me. It's like, okay, yeah, but you fucking, what? They met eight excuse hours me. earlier for five minutes. Yeah. yeah, excuse me. Manic pixie dream girl. Could you not just invite yourself into my apartment? 
I still got, like, that lady's stuff on my dick. Again, how has she not been murdered? Yeah. 20 times over before oh, the start, and this while, movie starts. All th- while that is, you know, the reason she went up there is to escape the drunk guy that's banging on her down, d- door oh, downstairs. Oh, because she brings home another... Well, she shows up, she's got semen in her hair from the jail. That is what the guy sounds like. He's like, hey, no, you can't let me in. Fucking Bill Blank's last role. There we have How you doing? at the party. Hey, Homer. Oh, no. Um, we had fun. Come on, let me in. Yeah, how lucky is George Papard to have backed into a movie role where Audrey Hepburn just randomly wants to cuddle with him in bed as a friend while escaping another suitor? Because that's what happened. She yeah. crawls into bed with George Papard. Where they gave the first inkling that she's a prostitute because she's like $300. Yeah. On, you know, oh, she paid you $300. That's a lot of money. See, if you're a prostitute, at least it just makes sense. That's her yeah. job. Well, now she's she like, like a, she, she looks like a crazy She says something person. like basically like. No, you know, I understand. All too well, I understand. Which implies, like, hey, yo. Yeah. I'm a creature of the night, too. Which I guess they tr- did try to get some shit past the radar there a little bit. But, yeah. yeah no. Uh, so, she's, like, poking at all of this stuff, and you find out he's a writer, and he's like, that's my typewriter. And she's like, but it doesn't have a ribbon in it. Yeah. Oh, so he doesn't really type. She is a nosy, nosy lady. Uh, she's, uh, ironically enough, she says, if we're going to be friends, let's get one yeah. thing straight right now. I hate snoops, says yeah. the girl who shit blasts her life <laughs> all over the place at everyone she meets. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he offers her a drink, and there is nothing. I know some people feel differently about this. Some people think it's, like, the height of, like, sexiness. <laughs> we really hate Audrey Hepburn. No, I don't hate Audrey Not, Hepburn. Not, we hate Holy Hollywood lightly. I hate yeah. the 60s is more what it is. But, this movie, um, too, is just, yeah, like, and I do yeah, hate Hollywood. It's, it's, it's a crumble movie. Some people find it attractive, but... Holding a cigarette and an alcoholic drink in one hand. Yeah. That, you know, oh, that is like the It's sen- so trashy. That, well, again, me, this is something that kind of like got popular. This popularized that image. Yeah. The point where everyone did it so much that you had like fucking alcoholics with their kids burning to death in their bedrooms. Like, <laughs> I'm breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm drunk at <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. My yeah. kids haven't been fed in two days. But yeah. yeah, it went from classy to trashy pretty fucking Mom, quick. you're drunk again. I'm not drunk. I'm I'm just Tiffany. I'm Lula Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Lula May Boo Boo or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Sally yeah. May Boo Boo. Uh, um, yeah, not, not, I do not find that, that yeah. motif. How, I'm surprised though. they didn't cast a chimp to play Papard's uh, girlfriend, fiance, or whatever, because like she's obviously like painted such a dim light compared to Holly Golightly. She really. Now you might disagree with me on this, but I even looked it up just to be sure. She looks to me almost exactly like the lady who played Janeway. I could see that. There's a there's something rem, like kind of obviously a sturdy frame, they are both about like the same age, respectively, but. Like, so Janeway did go back in time, try to stop yeah. this movie from being made, but yeah. she got wound up being casted and had yep. to sneak out the back door. That's what happened. Tuvok held the back uh, the stage door open for her and ran away. Yeah, and yeah. then she's like, "You look like my brother Fred, so obviously you're not going to put your dick in this puss." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like talking about how he Fred loved to eat peanut butter. <laughs> like, what the fuck is what she talking again, about? Again, because random things can substitute if, for character. If any, but if 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 she was. Even average looking, not even ugly, average looking, people would be like, okay, you, you need to go home. Are you? you seriously. To... <laughs> no, not go home. Go to a home. Yeah. Should be fucking yeah. committed. Yeah. Yeah, because there's obviously something deeply wrong with her. Yeah. Like, not in a cute, fun way, no. but like. You but since help. she's Audrey Hepburn, people are like, oh, no. uh, you're, oh, you're so you. chic. You're so yeah. kooky. Yeah. Oh, aren't you? Aren't you so, yeah. 
man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hating on this. Uh, I didn't expect us so to be this filled with this so much bile for this he movie. Makes, he makes like a phone call and his phone is so... His phone is ugly and gross. Is it's it? like gold and it's all bedazzled. It's got gems and shit on it. It's His phone? Yeah. Because the, his his girlfriend was like, I decorated the place oh, before okay, he okay, got okay, there. Yeah, and it's so it's such a '60s phone that you would expect to find at like some grandma's house. That you're like, grandma, well, again, why do you still have this phone? It's intentional to show works. just how unstylish his speed bump. No, because that is. was stylish at the time. That well, kind of shit. but that's the idea. But it's not quite as futuristically stylish. She's got a cow head on her wall. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's what I'm saying. The idea, well, that's what—that's the read I always get from everybody that like Audrey Hepburn is timelessly fashionable. Yeah. Whereas the speed bump lady, she is locked in the '60s. It's stylish for that time, but it's dated I guess already. I, don't, I didn't get that. That's why I've heard other people thing. when they talk about fashion and film and stuff. Uh, this is always what I always hear about. It all looks like the '60s to me. Fucking slim fast at Tiffany's. Fucking. Yeah. So ugh. um. Anyway, what? So he. The next day, he, like, comes up to the apartment, and uh, there's a box waiting in his mailbox or whatever it is, and it's, it's like, uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was, like, a severed finger in the box, and it's like, thinking of you. A pig's heart with a note <laughs> yeah. that says, I love you on it, or, or something just like that. Or human teeth. A... <laughs> just a bunch of Turns human out, teeth Audrey inside. Turns out playing the, is this the origin story for the Blair Witch? Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of human teeth inside, and he's oh like, God. oh my god. It's a fucking cat's severed head. Yeah. Um. So, some shit She's happens. having a party, right? Yeah, it's it's ink ribbon is what's in the box. Oh, yeah. And then, like, there's a party, and he make, meets uh, O.J. Berman, who is her agent. I think he's doing a very bad job of being her agent. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't get any work. What's she being an agent like, for? Is she supposed to be an know. actress? Because she never like. I don't know. You don't. It's never suggested like what she's. Yeah, what she needs. Uh, maybe in the book he was her pimp. I don't know. Mm, I, you know, you know. But yeah. like at some point he huh. he says like, ah, oh, this place is a dump, dude. That is like a two million dollar or not more apartment. In yeah, especially today. Like yeah, New York That's just City. how times has changed. That place yeah. is huge and like. <sighs> That place is worth a ton It's away from any... It's, it's, it's such a good apartment that minorities don't even exist in this dimension, except for the landlord. Except for the... Oh, is he the landlord? Yuniyoshi? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, oh, okay. oh, he owns the building. That's oh, why... That's, why that's, that's the that. whole... Yeah. I just figured he was some racist dude who lived on the top floor. <laughs> they just... He's like he's like sloth in the Goonies. They just keep... The one guy who could afford to live in that neighborhood, they just keep him locked in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which makes it extra sense. Why does so, he... Yeah. Yeah, then they have... Like, well, that's uh, why she always needs him to ring him. Yunio, she needs to ring her in because he's got all the, he's he's got all the buzzers. To well, no, because it's, he's just opening the front door. Anybody with an apartment can do that. Oh, that's a good point too. Um, but uh, then the her agent and um, a team start having a conversation. Like, so do you think she's a phony? He's like, what? It's a weird conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a, is she, she a is a phony. phony. She's a real phony. But she's phony. a real phony. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I was like, I don't know what you mean. Could you f- please elaborate on? I'm getting into some Holton Caulfield territory here. Yeah. And man, like, there is a lot of talking in this movie that just goes nowhere. Kali Golightly then tries to murder someone by setting their head on fire. <laughs> yeah. And he's like trying to get over to her and somebody accidentally drops wa- drops water on her head and it goes out and he's like, <laughs> you like, okay, if this hasn't been done, it needs to be done where somebody dubs that scene over with the Mentos song. Yeah. 
And then at the end, like, the dumps of the water, and he's like, huh, yeah, the fresh maker. It's funny how what would have been such a rockin' party in the early 60s now just really does come across as a bad TV commercial. That, yeah. and it's, the, the party just looks gross. Well, it's all it flatly lit. Fil- and... Filthy and gross and all these Yeah, I didn't think it was that filthy. It just, just looked like an outtake from a, Mad Men. It's an introvert's nightmare is what his yeah, party that's true, is. Too. Um, and she's got, like, a two-foot-long cigarette holder that just looks ridiculous. Well, that's part of the style thing. I do like E-Team's trick of pressing a cool glass to a woman's back to clear space so he can make his, uh, make his way across the yeah. room. I think that was actually kind of clever. I, I, wish, I, I wish I had thought of that a couple parties. I did mm. put it that way. Uh, so then, like... Oh, man! And then there's... I feel super bad because there's this hot Japanese lady, an extra in the background. I think she's in the background while uh, A-Team is talking to always as agents yeah, yeah and the fact that they actually got an actual japanese lady in this movie could you imagine like she had to take her family to that movie like <laughs> premiere and they're like the first thing that happens is fucking mr yo and yoshi fucking mickey rooney and you're like do you stay or do you leave like yeah. oh, just oh, i don't know anyway. this 60s, man. i don't know mm. um so then rusty trauma frola or something <laughs> the ninth richest chubby m&m look-alike and America comes in with some other lady who's an actress or a model or something. Or something yeah. And another guy from Brazil. And she's like, oh, look at that guy. Isn't he interesting? And he's like, what, the tall, handsome, dark guy? And she's like, no, the fat, schlubby one, the ninth richest man. And he's like, how do you know that? And she's like, I make it my business to know such things. He's like, Oof. well, this is your first sign that she's in, like, much like Kim Kardashian. She ain't nothing but a gold digger. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so then we get like she just likes those rich. She just likes rich guys is basically all it comes yeah. down to. So oh, then oh. we what? No, uh, I was about to say the the bad word for black people, but that's oh. actually going to come up in conversation later about <laughs> the damn busters. Oh okay. So um, then we get like a a couple scenes of like how crazy this party's gotten. There's like a lady just staring in a mirror, laughing manically yeah. at herself, and like so two people talking, and they turn around, and there's like feet upside down just there they and... open the door to holly's bedroom and there's a guy in a suit getting blowjob <laughs> from a guy in a dog costume yeah and there's a dead fat lady in the bathtub mm-hmm. it's, it's got really dark i made it and i like, made a joke about the shiny you sure did there uh <laughs> and we're, like, we're running low on energy representativity's beating us into somebody the like gets up on somebody else's shoulders and then, then they cut it's next a, to back you know to the this lady like, laughing in the in mirror Playboy and she's crying. magazine this is what they wanted like martini parties to be like oh, this is like yeah I would all the dudes ha- are in suit all the girls are all like happy and you know dancing and yeah. Nah, 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 nah. yeah so and they keep cutting yeah. back to like rooney getting mad or like popping up in bed like like, they were like, man, we got to keep cutting back to Mickey Bruni. He is comedy gold. He is hilarious. Like, he'll, like, sit up in bed really fast and knock his head against a a paper lamp. Like, first of all, why is the lamp right there? Well, Second of all... How much damage are you going to do? How much does it hurt it's, to hit your head on a It's still... It's the lamp. broadest, most cartoon humor. Like, I'm going like, to Paris! You, like, oh. you could totally imagine, like, they just wanted a scene where he wakes up, and so, of course, he's going to threaten to call the cops, but I could totally see Mickey Rooney, old washed-up has-been, like, I got, I, I, I got another idea for gags. We can just pack this whole sequence with gags where, can I even have bigger buck teeth? Like, what's the most, like... <laughs> yeah, you could just see him just being the schmaltziest just washed up piece of shit just trying to milk this for all it's worth yeah. um yeah so uh then some cops show up and 
I do like how A Team helps the tall European guy yeah, escape. Yeah, the, uh, the Brazilian the guy's like, "Oh, police! I cannot have that." I, I don't like that guy. Yeah. I have to get out of here. He's like a uh, character out of Casablanca, wandered in the wrong movie. So yeah, so so Holly leaves with. Is she leaving with the chubby guy? I can't remember. But she's leaving, and like the cops are getting out of the car, and she's like, "Oh yeah," she points at her own apartment inside, like, "Yeah, sure, go up and bust my party." I don't know who gives a fuck. A bitch got a cat. Break its <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, A Team leads the British or Brazilian guy out of there up to out the fire escape. Really, enough, Brazilian guy cuddles up with him in bed. Starts yeah. talking about his brother Fred. <laughs> How much they look alike. It's contagious, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cops, when they're getting out of the car, they already have like their billy clubs out. Like New York cops back then are all business. An excuse to beat up Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie, all, they, they all Irish cause just I can't wait to bust some heads down at that Hepburn. They're place. all played by Mickey Rooney too. Yeah. They're all fucking dressed that like that whole leprechauns. scene was exhausting. The whole party scene. Oh yeah. Really, it, I know oh. that was. It was exhausting. It just, to me. I, it just was people inert ta- to me. Just stories flying and just nothing. Just blah blah blah. Yeah. Just flapping gums the entire time. Uh, so then we go to Sing Sing, which is like the, they cut the scene, and it actually is says Sing Sing on on the screen. Not like Sing prison Sing was a real or prison, right? Anything, maybe I don't know, but still. I just, it's just I I like to call Sing. I well, think I know Sing colloquially, it's just nickname, like yeah. Uh, uh, Sing Sing Correctional Facility is a maximum security prison operated by the New York State Department of Corrections and Community oh, Supervision. Right. No, that's yeah, that that's actually its real name too. Oh, wow. In Austin. So, so did you? And so we get a scene with Sally Tomato, and do you know who Sally Tomato was? No. Fred Flintstone. What? That was that. Was, what? Sally Tomato was Fred Flintstone. How? Wait, did you recognize the voice, or did you uh, like a trivia? Yeah. What? That's like oh, so then I checked and like oh, that's oh. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> okay, this movie's I somewhat like this movie a little bit better. <laughs> Except he has one scene. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah. Well, although he's essential to the plot, and he is the most Italian dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ever yeah. In this. And he's helping her with her finances. No, I want to go back and of... we should just pause it and rewatch it because I'll watch it for Fred's friend fucking Flintstone. <laughs> no. Hey, Wilma. I love that guy's man. Oh. Fred Flint... Ooh, could you do your Fred Flintstone impression again? Hey, Wilma. <laughs> It's not even a passable bird hey, hey, Wilma, hey, come Wilma. on. Let's go get our rollerblades and skate down the, the boardwalk Flint, together. We gotta go rescue Captain Planet. <laughs> I do. Man, the voice of uh, uh, Fred, Fred Flintstone is one of the best cartoon voices ever. Yeah. Like, definitely, like, that everyman quality, like, hey, how you do? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Did Mel Flake do Barney? Yes. Okay. Yes, he did. I wish there was two. <laughs> well, that's actually um, wow. Oh, that's huh? your Barney. As close as I can get, <laughs> okay. just a laugh. Man, I go some two fruity pebbles right mm-hmm. now. Um. Uh. So what? then, uh, as she's leaving, she's like, "Oh, what about the weather report?" And he's like, uh, "Snow flurries expected in New Orleans this weekend." <laughs> Like, with the cop standing right behind him, like, okay, if that's not code for something well, else, I don't know what it is. before the police knew about drugs. I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, I to- remember. Totally not code. This is in a world without any minorities or crime or anything like this, where, like, Audrey Hepburn could walk down the street, like, Manhattan, 8 o'clock in the morning, there's no traffic, and she just eats a muffin. Yeah. Yeah. So. This magical, weird, fucking white power fantasy. Uh... A-Team is sitting on his chair, typing away at his typewriter. 
and hears a guitar and singing and looks out his window and she's sitting down below with a towel on her towel type thing on her head yeah playing uh, and it's only i mean it's it's only that like the seventh or eight hundredth time we've heard it in the movie moon river mm-hmm. the the song that they love so much they play it never originally scene. it was the force theme from star wars <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better they thought it was a land act well and but and, holy shit her fingers are a mile long no yeah she's like she's fucking elfin she's alien yeah. lady she's like fucking did you know she's actually british i always thought she was from like the hamptons yeah. like affecting like a like an like continental accent hmm. no she's actually from oh i think she was had british parents but she was born in danish daneland mm-hmm. wait where's dana from dana gould dana what's uh amsterdam amsterdam or Who's something dana? like that dutch she was born in dutch the fuck she was british but she was born in another place where the tulips come from amsterdam holland <laughs> Wait, are Holland things Dutch or vice versa? Amsterdam. <laughs> now you're just saying words. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying she was a continental lady. She was a child of the world, but she's also space alien. I'm just saying she's the closest thing this world has ever seen to E.T. Okay. So that hence the long fingers. Well, and then A-Team sees her singing, walks back into his room, picks up the uh, typewriter and whips it at her fucking head. <laughs> the end of scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's where they got the the scene from Animal House. He walks down the step ladder, <laughs> exactly. takes the guitar from her, and just smashes it against the wall. And then famous hands it back outtake that yeah. they said, decided to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, that'd be... that's so... the perfect way to end that movie. Holy <laughs> shit! Just George Papard just so <laughs> he had to get back to her. Like, oh, cats! <laughs> so you uh, belong to me, or I don't belong to anyone. His his lady friend shows back up. And uh, she's like, I'm thinking of being followed. And he looks out, and there's some old dude with a hat on. And he's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I missed this. No, you didn't. Oh, no, um, no, no, because it's the Tin Man shows up. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll take care of it. And then he goes on a walk, and the guy follows him. And he eventually, like, sits down at the park bench, and the guy comes up and sits down next to him. And he's like, well, what do you want? And he's like... So, uh, that ain't, um... This is where the movie starts getting really weird. Yeah, that's... This, I, I want my wife back. That's not Holly. Her main is Lulu Mae Burns. Okay, that's what it Lulu is. Lulu Mae Burns! Isn't that who Homer tried like, to... Almost got married to? Like, the country singer? Oh, that's, um... Am I thinking Michelle Pfeiffer in, in The Snacks? Well, there's Colonel Homer. Yeah, that was uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> Amsterdam. Dutch. Dutch. Uh, Piece of pizza. I don't remember her name. It'll come to me later. Oh but yeah, no, yeah. those are different characters. Yeah. Um, but he goes on this story about how she's she ran away from her kids, and he's like, she's got kids, and he's like, well, I didn't say they were her by blood, but she's got kids. Yeah. And her... this guy's shown up just to throw a fucking monkey wrench in yeah. her monkey works. Yeah. He's like, I want my wife back. I married her when she was fourteen. Excuse me. Is it fourteen? Excuse me. Oh, he's me? known her since she was twelve, though. Oh well, that makes it all. Better. I know. All yeah, better. that's the bandaid but on like, this boo boo. You excuse me. And what's, it's you more freakish. Yeah, this guy is. It's, it's Buddy Epson. That's not something you should admit. Being Buddy Epson. No. Yeah. He was <laughs> noted pederast. <laughs> no, marrying somebody when they were fourteen. I know. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Epson. He. No played, wonder uh, she ran away. He was Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. That color TV. 
I said I had a flashback to the Weird Al video. Um, oh, no, he also was uh, his his biggest claim. Of Laureline. Laureline Lumpkin. Lumpkin. Yeah, there we go. I knew it was something like that. Um, no, Buddy Epson was also supposed to play the Tin Man in the original Wizard of Oz in 1939, okay. but he, he got sick from the aluminum the, yeah, yeah. powder and all that shit. But yeah, that it worked better for him because the other guy was miserable. That's true. I think they re re they redid the the makeup. So yeah, but he couldn't like anyone. sit down or anything. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he, he had, had metal lean, diapers on for two a, months. He had to lean against a board to rest. Man, he and Anthony Daniels, they had a lot to talk uh, about when they moved in together. <laughs> what a what a depressing home. Uh, <laughs> Retirement home from old robot actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the guy in the fucking Lost in Space, the fucking Forbidden Planet suit. Mur, yeah. mur, 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 mur. Danger, danger. Well, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on this long story and, like, yeah, how but... her brother Fred is at war, but he, he's supposed to get back. He's actually get her backstory. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I never understood why she ran off. Well, maybe that's because she was 14 when you married her. My note is, wait, Hepburn married a horse doctor that she'd known since she was 12. How does A-Team not just punch this fucker in the face? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. At this point, when you find out she got married to a horse doctor at 14, she ran away and changed her name, took on a British accent, I would just be like, you Presumably, know what? You yeah. know what? I'm good. I don't need, think I need to chase this puss anymore. I think I'm good. She's a phony, but she's a real phony. You gotta remember that. That oh, excuses yeah. everything. Uh, So he's like, I just, I, I want... I want her to know that I want her back and, and that I'm here, but I don't want to start at the poor last. Can you help me? Can you help me out? He's like, sure, whatever. They divorced. I guess. She just ran away, right? She says at one point that it was annulled. And she you, you probably out. get annulled by going up to Danny Judd and saying, this, this guy, <laughs> he fucked me when I was 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go back to her apartment and he's like, uh, what's her Man, name? all I know is He knocks then... on the door and he's like, hey, Lula Mary. And she's like, <gasps> Fred? Fred? I'm like, nope, it ain't Fred. It's your old husband. He's your old husband. <laughs> Come here. Prospector Tom. Let me pick you up and take you in the room. And we're going to go home together. And she's fine with How it does... for a while, apparently. I, well, you can tell I started tweeting about this movie because my notes suddenly disappear and don't pick up <laughs> again until after this guy leaves the movie. Yeah. Um. Don't they take? Don't they kick him? To, they drive him to the bus station. Yeah, we'll get there. And they abandon him, and then he's he... like, "He's like, you're so skinny, Doc. You ain't wrong. Yeah, you ain't wrong. She is, she is. Well, it's weird because in the photo he shows of her when she was twelve, she weighs three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. In fact, she, they had to keep her in the horse trough because she couldn't suspe- <laughs> like tolerate her own, you know, weight. She had problems. She had rickets. Oh no, not rickets. Uh, she was the best. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. Hey, can they... you know how skinny twelve year old fucking Audrey Hepburn was? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's uh, like dating a coat hanger. So <laughs> she they drive. They're like, hey, hey, let's go to the bus station. And while they're he's getting the tickets or whatever, she's like, hey, yo, uh, a team, I'm not going. Uh, I need you to be with me when I tell him that. And uh. Did they just? She flat out leaves him there. She says they don't. They don't like just. Buck no, she run. has a conversation where she's oh, okay. like, "Hey, yo, I'm not Lulu Mary or Lulu May anymore. I'm. I don't know what I am, but I ain't her. I'm. I'm Harley Golightly now. Yeah, I'm Harley. Golightly. I am. I am. I think I next week I change my name to Mary Poppins. So, uh, wasn't she? Oh, wasn't she my fair lady? And then they guess she got the boot for Mary Poppins, and that's 
that's how I don't know, man. So, but he's like, "All right, I guess I'll go home." And then he leaves on the bus. And she's like, I need to get drunk tonight. Let's go out drinking. And they go to a burlesque show. Oh, yeah. I didn't make any notes for this either, but I remember this. And this movie is so boring. <laughs> it makes even boring, old-timey burlesque scene interesting. Which is always great to see any kind of old-timey burlesque in anything yeah. like that. Uh, again, going and back to And you can tell Madden. they like filmed more of it, but they didn't show it. Because you could, when she's about to take her top off, you can see the pasties underneath. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, that, that was a popular this, day for the film crew showing up, yeah. yeah Everyone at this showed point, up. I was like, holy fuck, this movie is only half over. Uh-huh. This is only an hour in. They and only begin to scratch the surface of Lula Mae Barnes. And and okay, fascinating. Backstory. Do you agree with me that Hepburn and Papard have zero chemistry, mm, or I least, s- maybe like ten percent? There's no chemistry. I here. can see why Papard would want to fuck her. Yeah. I can see why he would be any port in a storm for her because she's batshit. Yeah. But like as far as like on screen chemistry, well, it's no. basically like two attractive people being attracted to each other. But no, there's as far no as personality. There's there, no interesting. No, no. no. Yeah. Well, she's such a yeah. schizophrenic, and he's just so like he seems like he's just going along for the ride. But it doesn't actually seem to be like really invested in her. Other than like I should look out for her welfare, but he doesn't seem to be like in love with her. Yeah. Um. And like he takes and again. Her, that's you know our she reading gets, she fifty gets, years after the fact. Yeah. I don't know. She gets drunk. He takes her home, and like. Hepburn doesn't know how to act drunk. Yeah. She is terrible she at acting. Have, she doesn't even slur or anything. She's just like, well, that's cool. She just sighs a little bit more. She's acting extra quirky. She acts extra quirky, like opening a drawer to stand in it. Oh, yeah. To get something It's funny because at the burlesque bar, all she's drinking is more milk out of martini glasses, which granted could have been spiked. But still, she's drinking the same thing she was drinking at home. Um... She's a weird type of lactose intolerant where <laughs> milk makes you drunk. Oh, no, she's like, I told you, Alienation. This is where we're headed to. Yeah. Did you ever see Alienation? Mm, no. The movie? I, re- I remember, like... I The potato heads? Yeah, I remember the potato heads. They drink people. sour milk to get drunk. They don't oh, okay. drink alcohol. Because that's what's... Man, maybe that's exactly what's going on. Maybe. Yeah. I told you this um, is kind of E.T. <laughs> Sexy E.T. So, uh... This scene is very realistic in that... This is what it feels like dealing with an actual drunk lady <laughs> where you're like, no, no, you got to sit down. And she's just like, blah, 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 blah. no, okay, you're not making sense. You need to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, I felt his pain trying to get her to settle down. Um, uh, so they're just back in her apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does uh, do they it, not sleep together? But like, no, how they does, don't. does she just does he just like block the door behind? Well, like, no. At one point, she's like, "You should be used to taking money from ladies," and he's like, Bleh. "He says something snide something, back." Yeah, because it's a little bit. Yeah, like, it's a weird swipe from out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like okay, you know, for as good of a guy as he is, more or less. Um, She's drunk off her ass, so he really shouldn't have taken any offense to that. He should have well, been like, you're is, drunk, I'm going to let that slide. He's the only guy in the city. He could have gone to a couple of prostitutes or something like that. She may not be wrong. I guess. If, if she's supposed to be half as savvy as she's supposed to be, you'd think she would be able to suss something like that out in him. Yeah. It would be nice to see if that he's not a perfect guy, too. It would be nice to see that he's got some kind of you know blemishes on his character or something but i don't know so um, uh i don't they, know if we're supposed to take that at face value or what but, yeah yeah so they get eventually like they 
start talking again or something the next day. Like, <laughs> something, I don't know what the something, fuck. And they're something. like, hey, let's go for a walk. And then we get some... Well, it turns into a flirting montage. Yeah, more or yeah. less. But the, she also talks about how she wants to marry Rusty because he's the ninth richest man in America. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this this dude has been friend-zoned so hard. He needs to just give up the ghost or something. Well, again, like I said, I just interpreted him as, like, he's, I mean, he may be romantically infatuated with a little bit, but he's more just being with her just because she's so fragile and such a space cadet, he's kind of worried about her just general welfare. But, yeah, if you just read it as strictly a romantic thing, it's like he should have gotten the fuck out of, again, yeah, he got to... The, the moment he showed up in our apartment, then we get some the fuck out. sweet walking around '60s music, where just do do do. Old Henry Mancini, do 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 with a xylophone in there. Yeah, And I can't, I can't, I can't make it out. Okay, so he gets he gets a check for like fifty dollars because he sold a book. Yeah. Are they poor? Are these people poor? Are presumably not? Because like I said, if these people were still living in the same conditions in New York today, they would be, have to be ass rich. Yeah. But the movie kind of makes it sound like they're all poor together and they're all just kind of slumming. Yeah, because they go they go into Tiffany's because she's like, I love Tiffany's, darling. Hello. I yeah. love Tiffany's. Let's go to Tiffany's, darling. They can only spend $10, which in today's money is about $1,500. And, and props <laughs> yeah, yeah, props to the, the Tiffany's clerk who, who doesn't like pulling uh, a, um, a pretty woman on them and be like, yeah, man, you need to get the fuck out of my store with your $10. Yeah, I know exactly. He's like, yeah. well... We um. I'll try to. We do have this sterling silver telephone dialer, which if that was a thing, fuck you, Tiffany's. <laughs> fuck you, sterling silver telephone I... dialer. I do like he does gift her the, the engravement on the Cracker Jack ring. Yeah, it is a nice combination of low class and upper class. Um, mm-hmm. and I do like the when she does try to find his book at the public library. Yeah, well, why'd they go in there? Oh, why not? They're just bumming around town. And she's like, it's not oh, even officially what date. is this? They're just... A library? I've never heard of such things. They have books here? How the... Okay, I know she's from the South, but how the fuck do you not know about the place where they yeah, keep the books? Yeah, there's like a card, like card catalog, yeah. Like, oh, look at this, the Dewey Decimal System. It'd how be... fascinating. Turns out she's actually... Yeah, Holly Golightly is actually illiterate. Yeah. Um... And it's like, ooh, sign your name in the book. It's your book in the library. And he's like... Oh. This is the closest thing to actually romantic thing that actually happens in the movie. I guess he's it's like, <laughs> I Although, it. this is all wiped away by the fact they end up stealing uh, Halloween masks from a fucking yeah. five. And they give $10 to Tiffany's, yeah. which does not deserve their money. Yeah. But they steal masks from fucking family-owned <laughs> five and dime. Yeah, they could have used those masks and meet the feebles. Ten... <laughs> $10 is half meet the feebles budget right there. <laughs> They could have bought a truckload of masks for ten bucks at yeah. five and nine is all I'm saying. Yeah, they Literally. sold some cheap ass masks. Good job. God damn it. And then they get back to their apartment and they're like standing down by the mailboxes and you can tell they're falling in love because somebody just smeared a bunch of Vaseline on the camera lens. Yeah, the like, time. Especially nah, whenever it zooms in on uh what's her face? It's some good uh Captain Kirk looking at ladies Vaseline levels. Um Oh, so he leaves her. Well, it's kind of implied that they sleep together. He picks her up and throws her out a window and runs away. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. He says, I'm tired of this shit. This is getting old real quick. <laughs> no, because uh, the only thing I remember happens after this, she gets a letter. She's by herself. So I don't know if he leaves. Because I think she comes home from after they're hanging out. And there's a letter waiting for her in her mailbox, I think. I have no idea what you're talking about. But... No, and also, like, the, this is the upteenth time she's had to have Yuni Yoshi ring her into, into the apartment, right? No. Am I imagining all 
Because he wakes up and he can't find her. He like goes down the fire. Fiction. Yeah, he goes down the fire escape and is like, "Hey, cat, where is she?" Oh yeah. And he's like looking around for her and he can't find her. And he goes outside and he's looking for her. He can't find her. He mistakes some other horribly skinny lady for his like. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah. And he goes in the library and he's like, "Oh, there she is. She's reading books and she's all standoffish." I'm books about Brazil. I'm studying about Brazil. And he's like, "Why?" I have the emotional maturity of a six-year-old. And he did. He did say, "I love you." in the apartment complex like to the didn't cat. he no to her before they kissed i can't remember uh, did they after kiss? they stole hats the masks wait i don't remember wait. this yeah yeah because after they stole the masks he's like you know he what? like goes down to her apartment to um i would love to go back in time hey we, shut up we have um, to tell them what the script for breakfast at tiffany's is gonna we have to dictate <laughs> the script we're like okay here's what happens next no because the next day after they like sleep together he takes the masks and goes down to her apartment and is looking for her and is about to leave through the front door when he sees his the lady that he's been fucking coming up the stairs and like, and runs back up to his apartment mm. and basically breaks up with her in there yeah real oh, yeah that's right yeah at least he has and the he balls. says something like hey uh, the next writer you try to find, try to make sure he's my size. Then you don't even have to take in the sleeves on these jackets. Which? Why is he taking shit out on her? She didn't do anything. Well, he doesn't. She really, made him a really shitty take... phone. Yeah, well, it's I... the worst thing she did to him. <laughs> then he got lucky. Yeah, but I mean, they. So he breaks up. He breaks up with her, despite the fact he doesn't even know if he's really together with Hepburn yeah, exactly, or not. Yeah, he's basically Again, just like, makes I, him love you. A I love you. I've always loved you. Yeah, like that kind of thing. But he motivated you to do breakfast at Tiffany's, by the way. It's a, just it was a just huge, a known big thing. It's yeah. a huge movie that I've never oh, seen, okay. and I thought I would like it because it's kind of of the era of stuff I like. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, and Audrey like Hepburn is very pretty, and yeah. I mean, I've yeah, I don't know. She is actually I did, I the did, mom of Nakira Knightley and Allie Portman. I did, <laughs> I did draw. Um, I did some old timey like Mario stuff a long time ago, and I did, yeah. I did draw. Uh, Daisy as Audrey Hepburn with the nice pearls and cute. everything. Aww. But uh, you can read that to your work for this. So she's uh, basically podcast. in the library, um, and she says, "I'm I'm going to marry that Brazil guy because he's rich. <laughs> Brazil guy, he's rich." And like, oh, there's some something happened where it basically finds out that um, the fat guy that she was interested in the ninth richest guy is marrying somebody else because he's broke, so he's marrying some. Some chubby the social lady. things that go on, the mechanics of who's doing what to whom, get really. I I kind of checked out at this point in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, All I know is he's like. So can you? Okay. So there's some. There's no some, next some music is... that's instead of do do do. It's <laughs> again <laughs> walking to Burke Bacharach Town. Not that Burke yeah. Bacharach did the music for this, but like that's like yeah, the '60s kind of like. So basically, like. He's like, um, hey, you can't do that. I'm, what's going on? I love you. And she's like, no, I'm going to the bathroom now. Leave me alone. Can you explain to me the $50 for the bathroom thing? Because I know just, it's mentioned earlier in the movie. Oh, I know they're but... saying that people are throwing money at her for weird things and like bathrooms. It, it's just. He's like, I have something for you then. I don't know $50 if it's for the left. bathroom. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. Because I don't know what well, maybe does that mean she gives wicked blumpkins? Unless you're like, unless that's money to tip the people in the bathrooms. You know what a blumpkin is, right? Oh yeah, isn't that when you get your dick sucked when you're sh- you shit fart when you're going you're sitting on the toilet? That sounds terrible. That sounds like <laughs> the worst thing you could ask of anyone else. Well, that would be worth fifty bucks minimum. Um, no, but well, like back there, there's especially. always like the attendants in like super fancy restaurants. Yeah, like from like Ferris Bueller's restaurant. 
mm-hmm. that maybe she's supposed to use that $50 to tip them or something? I don't know. Yeah. Or unless, you know, she gets paid $50 to shit on a pane of glass in, like, secret sex bathrooms at the restaurant or something. I don't know. It's, yeah. All, um, I, all, all I remember is that she gets a note that her brother's dead well, yeah, and so, she throws a cat. So, <laughs> this, yeah, that poor fucking cat, man. Again, P.A. is cat, throwing the most sympathetic character in the movie. But she shows up at her apartment with a Brazilian guy, and they like, oh, telegraph for you. And they go inside, and you hear some crash bang, and he goes inside, and he's like, hey, what's going on? And she's smashing everything. She's pulling a Citizen Kane on her room. Which, you know, I've been upset in my life. I don't want to break my own shit. Yeah. It's like I've never understood people who get so mad at a video game that they break the controller. Controllers ain't cheap. Although in her case, it's more understandable because it is the death of a sibling. Yeah. Charles Foster Kane. One that she apparently wanted to fuck. (laughs) I thought for the longest time, even though I'd seen this movie before, I I forgot about the finer details, I thought we were going to find out that Fred was like imaginary or something. Mm. At least until like her dad... Husband well, no, shows hu- up the hu- and talks yeah. about him like, okay, well, at least the brother's no, real. That's that's her. That's me. And that's Fred. Yeah, Fred. So you do see a photo of Fred. That's what I'm saying. Like you watching this again, I thought maybe she was he was just a figment of her imagination or something like that. Or yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Fred's been is he killed in Vietnam or is it just military it's just, training? It just says he's in the shot, military and he's dead. Shot dead. Yeah. yeah. So she's on her bed crying, and that is a nice shot where the Brazilian guy like swings the door open and feathers that she had destroyed kind of yeah, a little spiral down, yeah. and and she's all sound on the bed because it, you know seeing holly sad makes me happy but the cat does uh when she is freaking out the cat flies at or gets thrown out the window blinds and kind of sticks yeah that's there. the scene where i was like fucking pas quit throwing the cat around <laughs> yeah holy shit which it's it's hard to understand whether or not like she throws the cat or if the cat's supposed to be jumping at the at the blinds but it's still just a funny shot anyway yeah. Um, Ooh, do you think Fred, since you think he might have been imaginary, do you think he's the same Fred from Drop Dead Fred? Well, especially now that he's dead, actually. <laughs> Maybe she's... Oh, man. Could Audrey Hepburn be Ke- Phoebe Keats' mom? Yeah? Like, 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 it's a ghost that goes down the family... Like, it's like a family heirloom. Yeah? Huh. <laughs> Welcome to your... Who happens to look just like George Pappard. <laughs> Welcome to your weekly reference of Drop Dead Fred. Mm. Uh, and everybody really wants to, like... She's got to have, like, magic magic nipples or something to keep all these guys interested in her because she's fucking out of her gourd crazy. She's... She's... My last note pertaining to the plot of the movie is... So, Always Brother dies at the military camp. She fucks Sally Tomato, who turns out to be a drug runner. The A-team bails her out of jail, and she throws the cat into a rainstorm. Way to Bill, murder what any f- sympathy oh for gosh. your main character. But I'm just saying, this is the kind of like the like last act, but like that's really what happens. Is she just throws a super fit for like, why, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Why do you always do this to I'm me? Saying, why do you always do it? I'm going through like, the shit. I'm going don't... through it, and you're like, hey... You mind if I just shit all over how you're doing scene by scene and just shit well, and no, go skip that? I just painted things. the portrait. You can fill in the detail. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she throws the fit. Well, she's crying on the bed, and then we get like a scene of Papar driving up in a taxi cab again, but they don't say like two weeks later or anything. Yeah, you just find just, out that this just, is now like a time has passed. Later. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she, he's, he's like going to visit her. Why? I don't know. 
But she keeps now saying she has like gray hair and like long Howard Hughes fingernails. I, yeah, and tissue boxes on her feet. Yeah. Um, she pulls out a gun. Says Smithers, get in. Yep. I said get in. Um, and she's knitting now, and she keeps being like, "Have I told you how happy I am? I'm so happy." I like how the knitting is supposed to be code for her. She's finally calmed down and like become civilized. I guess. Is that what it is? I that's how I interpret it. And the cat's like sitting on top of her cow head that's mounted on the wall who has a mounted cow head mm. i shot down myself my cow but of when she was growing up on the farm <laughs> i guess so well um so she's like I'm, I'm gonna make you a dinner and then she jumps basically a gallon of vinegar and oil into a salad completely drenches it on like that doesn't look good anymore this part. jesus who she's and making this for she's making it for bard oh, okay and then like the Pressure cooker on the stove is like whistling. Has she invited him back for dinner? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay, because yeah, the cause... Brazilian guy's out of town. Okay, yeah. And then the pressure cooker explodes and they're all, ha 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 chicken everywhere. You don't laugh when a pressure cooker explodes, man. That shit is fucking, you can die. Checking your face Espe- to make sure you don't have a shard of glass <laughs> Especially out of it. in the 60s. Yeah. Those things were not not exactly the pinnacle of safety. They, they use pressure bombers. Uh, pressure bombers. You use pressure cookers for like uh, homemade improvised explosives. Yeah. There's a reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a comical farce, romantic comedy. So, and she yeah. she keeps being like, "Hey, remember remember that time you said you loved me so much? Well, I love this Brazilian guy, and I'm so happy. It's like, yeah. bitch, please." You've been such a douchebag. Oh, right the like, immaturity of like a ten-year-old. Yeah, Again, it's still just consistently. Oh, this is this is when I really started to be like, man, fuck this lady. Well, that's what I'm saying. The third she act, is awful. Even if you think she's just cute towards the like this third act, where it just becomes kind of insufferable, and you just like, there's no real redeeming qualities to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... so then they like go out for a walk. Or something. A post-salad explosion walk. Yeah, it's post-salad explosion walk. And they come back, and her apartment lights off, and she turns it on, and it's the cops! And they got him! Why did they take Paul? Why wouldn't they just be like, hey... She's the known... You're, you know, I can see they would take him just for questioning you. They're not charging him, but they just... I, and I could see Paul would... Or why even if, even if they weren't trying... Did they can't handcuff him? Yeah. Okay, because I could see even if he wasn't under arrest, he would come along just to, again... Kind of protect her, yeah. see what's going on. It's really violent, too, because the cops beat the fuck out of her. She's unrecognizable after this. Yeah, she they got punch her in the face. Three they, teeth. They break her cheekbone. It was I was not expecting such brutality from they Breakfast back, at Tiffany's. Her head is reanimated on a platter. Yeah. Because they, they just tied some dynamite to her torso and just blew her up laughing. It's, it's the New York cops, man. It's what they do. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You shot her. <laughs> they, she turns on the lights in her apartment. They just shoot her 16 yeah, times. They were like, oh, sorry, it was dark. We thought you were black. Uh, Yuri Yoshi just yelling from above. That's fucked up. Which he is in an apartment too. Yeah. So okay. Um, um. So, but they take her because it turns out she's been getting, um, coded messages. Who knew? From Polly Tomato in the joint telling, you know. Oh, where that's to ship right. Because her visits to Sing Sing come back to bite her in the ass. Yeah. yeah. He's been. Would you still her wonder codes. why she'd go and visit Polly Tomato? I don't know. Oh, Fred Flintstone, you fucked her up. <laughs> Uh, and she's just rally- she's she like one some- at a time, one at a time, and all the fucking newspapers are taking photos well, do of her. Like they and have, she's like, really, really loving it. She holds court with ba, ba, the ba, press. Ba, ba, ba. And she treats she's it like she's loving it. 
<laughs> she treats it like she's at a party. Yeah. Like she's at a soiree. She's like, oh, Eleanor, I didn't know what I was doing. I was completely innocent. Yeah. Don't I look innocent? Oh. And you can hear her eyelashes when she bats her eyes. It's just like <laughs> wet butterfly wings. It's just, oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Uh, so he's sitting in a diner later. And the payphone behind him rings, and he goes up to it, and it's like the operator's like three dollars for the first minute. Oh my god, three dollars per minute or a dollar per minute? Three dollars for the first three what minutes. What is the call? It's a collect call to her agent. Do you remember the scene at all? He calls the agent. I can't remember exactly. Did is the agent supposed to put up the money to bail her out? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He needs her help in order to free her at least temporarily. Yeah. yeah. That three dollars back then. That's a lot of money for a minute. Yeah, you get the a first dollar per minute. You get the first initial Oof. of a monogrammed engraving at Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah, three dollars. Yeah. yeah, and um, we do see the engraved ring earlier. It's a shitty engraving job. I know it's a Cracker Jack ring, but what do they engrave on it? I don't know. It looked like satanic <sighs> runes to me. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, whose initials are they gonna engrave on it? Is it hers? Is I, don't, it I have no idea. Yeah, I've never loved anyone in my life, so I don't know. Oh, well, so sad. That is. You know, I'm, like, mis- just, I'm Mr. Yunioshi. <laughs> you can always carve pumpkin fucker into a, a ring and give it to put it I, put it on the top of a pumpkin every but year. But I want to do, I want to, man, I want to buy a ticket to New York, mm-hmm. bring a pumpkin with me, try to reenact that whole scene <laughs> with my pumpkin dressed like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. And try to, you know what? I wonder if other people have actually got in there and tried to like replicate that scene. And like, I wonder if the... Uh, counter people at Tiffany's know to like if someone comes in like kind of play along like oh what if I only have ten dollars yeah they probably have like uh, you they probably what, have I... a phone dialer just for yeah. well we have this sterling silver stylist for phones for ten dollars for six dollars with tax it's a fucking phone dialer glad to see even the night early sixties <laughs> no, they're stupid well, shit like that yeah. your fingers are too fat for the phone <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> oh man so, uh, oh god. Uh, Man, we're almost at the finish line. We're almost there. Yeah. We, we can see it. it the, the, the the finish line is wafting in the breeze. We're chugging closer. So closer. he's he's like, she gets out of prison and she goes down to a cab that Papard is in, and he's like, "Hey, I got, I went to your apartment, and got all your stuff, like your agent said. Look, I even brought Cat, and he picks. So she already, he, he like holds up Cat, and it's all wrapped tightly in this jacket, and I'm like, oh, fucking poor Cat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They went through th- three cats on that movie, and and like. Wasn't Milo and Otis they killed like twenty pairs of dogs? Let's and not cats? let's not talk about this. I don't want to talk about <laughs> how depressing Milo and Otis is when you actually Should think about it. Should we do Milo and Otis someday? No. Um. So <laughs> we just well, we can do one that's just about the trailers. No, I want to keep I want to keep Milo and Otis pristine in my mind. Yeah. I don't know about I've never the actually seen stuff. it. All I know is this Space Ghost reference. Um. Milo so Otis. Um. He's like, your agent wants you to go to this hotel, so we're going to this hotel. And she's like, nah, I don't think so. Driver, take me to the airport. And he's like, hey, yo, you can't. You, you got it. You're going to fuck up your life. This is it. Yeah, you're going to jail if you do that. And she's like, ah, I'll be fine. I'll fly to Brazil. I'm going to marry the next president of Brazil. And he's like, uh, he left you this letter. Um, want me to read it to you? Turns out he also died in Vietnam. <laughs> Um. So she's like, "Sure, why not?" I guess, and she's angrily getting changed in the back of this cab, and he's like, "It's basically like, hey, yo." Um, Meanwhile, they're torturing it's gonna the poor look, cab driver. <laughs> yeah, 
it's gonna look real bad if like i marry this chick that's connected to the mob and uh yeah. i, I want to be important in brazil and you're gonna fuck that up so uh, uh peace later. lady yeah peace lady have a good life and um feed the cat i like that cat yeah she's like well i don't care i'm still gonna go to brazil you know i don't think he's actually gonna be the next president of brazil but i'll find the guy who is and i'll fuck him and i'll be wonderful at this point i was like i i think i hate this lady yeah she's being I like really petulant her. and she's like willfully trying to destroy herself at this point which at this point she was just being annoying but now she's just being self really just self-destructive yeah and this is the point and again she's lashing out she's supposed to be kooky it's supposed to be like george papard is supposed to be uh divining that like she really doesn't want to do that she's just lashing out because she's scared and alone and he's gonna help her yeah, but this... still from a practical point of view you're just like oh my god yeah at this point this is the point though that whoever wrote this turned the corner on Papard and was like eh, let's make the audience dislike him because he says like i love you you belong to me like um <laughs> What? He doesn't quite bark it like that. It's not like he grabs. Well, it, no, but he's like, not, "I love you. It doesn't turn you belong into, to me." It doesn't matter he doesn't how turn he said it. Biff Tannen, though. It doesn't matter how he well, says no, it. Well, no, because it he leads says, into her whole thing about how no one can belong, belong to each other. You belong to me. He's essentially goading her into confessing the now, fact if, that, like, if you, you can changed, belong to somebody romantic. It is, if you yeah. have changed one word and said "we belong to each other" or something like that, yeah. Then it'd be fine. The fact that he cocks but... a gun on her when he says it to his extra chest. Yeah. Holds a syringe up to her neck. You don't know what's in here. <laughs> but Filled it's with dangerous. melted butter. You're my turkey. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Captain Red. So it turns so she's into like, an episode of Boss Burgers. Yeah. She's like, well, I can't be caged. Nobody can own me. And just like Cat here, nobody can own Cat. We don't belong to we, each other. Nobody can belong to anybody. We're free spirits. We're manic pixie dream I'm girls. I'm going to jail for 90 years. See how it's pouring cats and dogs outside? It's absolutely drenched outside. Hey, Cat, get out of the fucking car. Go be free. Eat mice. And it's like, bitch, what are you she doing? She doesn't even stop the car. She spikes the cat's body <laughs> onto the ground at full force. Mm -hmm. Asks the cab driver to back up over its body. It's not even fully dead yet. It's... I'm like, this poor cat. And, like, the cat obviously does not want to get in that rain. That is the thing. And she's like, push. Cat. Oh, that poor cat. This Man, poor cat. If you're Asian or a cat, you don't want to be part of this movie. <laughs> uh -uh. Oh, my God. It's not. No, this not cat should have gotten nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. Man, if there is such a thing where people have come up with their own, like, posthumous, like, cat or, like, animal acting awards, that cat's got to be one of the first inductees, like, the like animal... Yeah. screen acting hall of fame so yeah. so then papard is like hey uh stop the car uh you're crazy and he does get out i do like the yeah. fact he says okay I'm, I'm done I'm, you know what i I'm, tried I'm, i tried here i've been carrying this ring around for three months i don't think i want it anymore and he throws it at her like he literally like this thing is wearing he, it as a he cock closes ring the door. and he just like <laughs> rockets it off his dick right into her face she's like he's, oh he's like he pieces out of there and like yeah. slams the door. And I was like, if this movie ended right now with her weeping in the back of a cab, destroying her life, I'd be like, good on you, movie. Good on you. Or at the very least, but he drops his drawers and presses him against like, the gets window. Out <laughs> <laughs> she like gets out of the car and chases after him. And, like, uh, and she I, thought about this. Uh, I love you, too. And I was like, mm, this is not deserved. This movie does not earn this happy, quote unquote, ending. In the original novel, that's where the story ended. He mm -hmm. leaves her. And the only other time he ever sees anything about her for the rest of his life, uh, years later, he's looking at photographs of, like, some uh, uh, wood carvings from Africa, and he recognized her as one of the figures 
in this recent wood carving from Africa, and he's like, oh, well, she, Mahali got, she must have left the you know, the States after all and wound up in Africa somehow, and that's the end of the story. Huh. They changed the ending for the movie, so it's a happy ending where they get together. It but didn't work. His Capote story was, that is, he does just, fuck it, I'm out of here, I'm gone, I'll see you later. Which is the right move to do here. Yeah. When you see somebody kick a cat out of a cab yeah. into the pouring rain, yeah. He should have what should have happened is she could have should have come walking up drenched well, and been like Also ah, I'm back, I do love you. He should have been like And Capote's cool. story when, I'm taking cat and I'm going home. The way he sees the photographs was in the newspaper while he's reading in bed with Miss Cat that he's now married to. <laughs> yeah. And they've got married he's like, oh. like, you know, Cat actually you've been the long suffering one here. How we get together. Yeah. And so We yeah. both suffered behind this insufferable woman. Yeah. Actually he has to change his name to Miss uh, Mr. Cat. He took her her name. Yeah, yeah. So um, the stars of this movie were Cat and oh, they kissed in the rain. Yeah, you already talked about that. Yeah, I just talked right like, over you. Yeah, and that's like, did she say we belong end. to each other or anything like that? Do they yeah, put a bow on like that, that whole thing about yeah. I belong to you? Yeah, something like we do belong to together. each other or something like that. Let's move. And to it ends, China. and I do not get why people like this movie. Yeah, it is boring. It's not even shot pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's quirky, I guess. It's, it's like I had my friend, I told him I was going to, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to watch Breakfast at Tiffany for the first time. And they're like, oh, that's a good one. You lied to me. <laughs> I really do wonder people who like this movie. I mean, you can like it. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, the racism stuff, whatever, that can't really be helped these days. So I can see people, I'm sure people enjoy this movie, uh, like outside of that. Yeah. But it's great even that stuff taken out it's not really that interesting yeah. for me from my perspective yeah the man it's actually the manic pixie girl stuff is just as kind of like a, as grating to watch now i'm not like offended by that stuff but it is again after like decades of like garden states and all these other manic pixie dream things that yeah. like i kind of wonder how this movie would play I mean, like it like maybe... like if you saw it like the late 70s or would we like enjoy it more if we were younger and chasing after those kind of exactly ladies? yeah like now that we're older and we're like oh this bitch is trouble yeah when you're a white male 50 years after the fact of an age old enough you want to settle down audrey hepburn's charms in this movie just kind of you're like oof. yeah oof <laughs> it's like fruity pebbles yeah so you loved it as a kid no no it better it's like Flintstones chewable vitamins that's true you like them better as a kid fruity pebbles we have to do admit fruity pebbles are still freddy poobles freddy poobles <laughs> i that, love freddy poobles is that the new guy who played fred flintstones freddy poobles freddy poobles uh famous funny. actor uh 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 yeah uh, uh mario van peebles uh dad <laughs> So you have anything else to tell me about? Uh, no, uh, really. Like looking up uh, Wikipedia and all the other uh, bits of trivia about this movie. If you go up on IMDb or Wikipedia, most everything about this movie is the creators trying to explain away. Uh, Buddy Hackett. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> all the com- like. Supposedly, even on the Blu-rays and the DVDs of this, half the commentary is, is people trying to put that in <laughs> every context time he comes on or screen, swishing it away. Every time he comes on screen, the commentary is just. Yeah, like uh, especially because, like I said, it's not even one scene. It keeps on he keeps on showing up all throughout the film, and so yeah. it's not like he could, if, we, if we just get through this opening, we can talk about. It. But no, it's it's a complete distraction to the point that like, yeah, even one of the producers on one of the commentaries came out and said, "I really want to love this film," and I think I would if if if. if... The interesting thing is, you could pretty much cut him out 
digitally remove him from the entire movie and it wouldn't change anything. Would you, that, you could just drop him because like he never really shares. It's almost like does the he only time share the screen. The time only time he shares. Directly? Yeah, the only time he shares screen time is when they like go into her apartment to the cops do oh that's it yeah okay staying in there be like oh the police are murdering <sighs> and yeah i think if anything to take away anything to, from this movie is fucking mickey rooney man mickey rooney he's also in this man can you believe he probably fucked julie garland and then did he? Did he? This. Was that a thing? Because I know they were co-stars. They were co. I mean, who wasn't Again, fucking each other back but then? But Judy Garland was also so broad. <laughs> they they both came from that vaudevillian school yeah. of like everything's got to be like again shouting to the rafters and man. Yeah. He's too old and too stupid. I mean, I think they never got together. They were one of the few couples that never got together. But come on. Yeah. I'm sure they. You're bored. She did a lot of drugs. Yeah. I'm sure he did too. <laughs> He was like two feet tall. His nose Mickey. was already in her snatch. Oh God! Oh, I think about Mickey Rooney. Judy yeah, I, I smell Liza Minnelli coming. Oh, oh, that's another connection between uh, Buddy Epson and uh, that's a Judy Garland thing. You think Buddy Epson and and Buddy Holly? Who are we talking about? Buddy Holly. Wait, who's? I'm what the I'm, hell? I low no energy. Talking about uh, Mickey Rooney. Do you think Buddy Epson and Mickey Rooney were both like, man? Can you still smell Judy Garland on your fingers? I can't. Oh, no. Ugh. Hey, you went there. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> Buddy Emson got kicked awful. off the Wizard of Oz because he could not stop fucking everyone else in the cast, no. including the Wizard of Oz. Uh, <laughs> That poor wizard. Yeah, that was Breakfast Tin Man's Man. coming. I mean, usually I say, like, I'm glad I saw it. I mean, it is one big pop. It is a big it is a huge pop, pop, pop culture, culture thing. And now when... People say, "Oh, have you seen Breakfast Tiffany's?" Can they can, yes. they can be offended that I hate it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine because that's an older generation thing. I can't imagine too many people these days, unless you're trying to get on the whole Mad Men mid-century stylish tick, yeah, kick thing. Unless you're trying to get into that, I can't imagine too many people going to bat for I Breakfast think, at Tiffany's these days. No, I'm a straight white guy, so I don't get it. But maybe like the reason like I seems like females like it is because George Papardi oh, won't give up on chasing her and maybe oh, yeah. it's it, it appeals to some those types of females that want to be pursued. Well, like I've I've dated girls who like ignore me yeah. and like when I started to ignore them like no you're supposed to chase me. Yeah. You're supposed to like treat me like What's a princess chase, and chase yeah. me and I'm like no, I don't need to. I've got other avenues I can go down. Have you seen any of like the Doris Day sex romps from the same period, like mid '60s stuff? I have not. Um, I'd be kind of curious to watch some of those and compare those to this, mm. because I mean that was a whole genre in the mid '60s, and yeah. I don't know if this kickstarted that or what role this played compared to other like romantic comedies from of that same time period. Because it's usually you know it's affluence, upper class, twenty somethings in in New York. And uh, I kind of wonder if this is any better or worse than other movies of, of that kind of genre. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. But, but we only have this to go to uh, to go by, and it. it's not a good. Yeah, s- that was Breakfast sample. at Tiffany's. I think from now on I will be skipping breakfast. Don't need to partake of that anymore. This was not Breakfast at Tiffany's as much as yeah, it was like fucking McMuffins at <laughs> from a the fucking gutter. gas station at three o'clock yeah. in the morning. Egg sandwich from a vending machine. <laughs> fucking Seven <7-11. laughs> Eleven. Fucking cheeseburger hot dog. <laughs> That's been on the warmer all day long. Uh, actually, those shit from the home. Actually, kind of like Shahom. Shahom. That's my Michael Jackson person name. Shahom. Did you just break? No, this is. Sound like a printer that just broke. I know what you're going for though. That's great. Should we do Moonwalker? 
I haven't seen it. We could. That's what I'm saying. No, because next time I am excited because you're gonna watch a movie I've actually been trying to get you to watch since this like is Lie, Little Women. Since like your first week recording the Boy Howdy I broadcast. I think one of the first you're one of your first communiques to either me or Annie on Boy Howdy was, Hey Bill, have you ever seen Boys Babes and Toyland? Maybe the both Boys me Babes and, Annie. and Toyland. Boys Babes. <laughs> Booth Babes in Toyland. Booth Babes in Toyland. Um, babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. By Babes in Toyland, you mean the Laurel and Hardy version. Black and white version, not the uh-huh. Disney color version. No. How do I find this? Where does anybody find oh, this? Oh, you'll have. I have the DVD of it if really? it comes down to that. But you you found more obscure stuff than Laurel and Hardy Babes in Toyland. True. This is true. It might even be on YouTube since it's so old. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm sure. It's a super popular, like christmas time movie so. does the movie take place during christmas like what's a, that that's why no, we're going to be doing it next week so, because it'll not, be the last it's, podcast it's before not, christmas it's not christmasy but it takes place in toyland and santa claus has a house oh toyland. santa claus does show up okay yeah, so uh, i already know one thing though uh, there was no santa mrs santa in that movie I don't even Am remember. I not wrong? I don't remember. It's uh, I was just looking it. up uh, trivia for is... Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, okay. Supposedly that features it... the first live action Saint Mrs. Oh, okay. Santa. It is a fever dream of How long is it? Like, like 50 minutes or something? I, have, I don't remember. It is terrifying. It terrified me as a oh, child. Man, this is terrible. It is. It You're going is... to get both barrels. Oh, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I'm saying it's an experience. And I am excited oh, for you to experience God. it. Do you know what you're doing next? I think you have to mention now, no, but no, I don't know if you've even thought about it. Yeah, you, you've got I've a, a while a little to bit about think it, about yeah, it. Yeah. I'll figure it out. But oh. so find a copy of Blades in Toyland. Now you might stumble across the colorized version. Do not watch. No, because it if seems anything, like part of the whole aesthetic would be the creepy. Yeah, turn off, turn off the color on your television <laughs> because it's from like the time in the '90s when everybody was like colorization theater. Oh, it was probably everything's a little off. Would have been? Would it have been? What's his face? Uh. What's his face? Uh, the guy who owns TNT was colorizing everything oh, maybe. in like the mid nineties. Granted, that was kind of a fashionable thing everyone was doing, but yeah, um, they all look terrible. I saw is... an advertisement for a little while ago of uh... shit. Nineteen thirty four. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I found an it... hour and seventeen minutes long. Don't start watching it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, we can just do a live commentary right now. <laughs> no. We can kill three birds and two stones. Tonight. Three birds and two stones. Yeah, something <laughs> low energy. We're recording for three hours now. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's next time. He is Mudrin on Twitter. I am the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. If you got recommendations for anything you'd like us to partake in. Oh, uh, Fred. <laughs> this send, is... Send, like, anything to us. We'll, if we're, if we think it might be down our alley, we'll give it a try. But just because you recommend it doesn't mean you have who's to do in, it. Who's in Lion in Winter? Because that's not Audrey Hepburn, right? That's, is that, is that I the other Hepburn? I know nothing about that movie. Really? So you're, I don't know. Mother, fucking, that's Catherine Hepburn. Okay, okay, we need. Okay, so after I do Babes in Toyland, yeah. I, I might do Lion in Winter after that. Mm. Then the episode after next, uh-huh. my turn, just so we can get another good Hepburn in there. That's <laughs> good all Hepburn. I'm saying. Anthony Hopkins is in that. That's from 1968. Anyway, shut up, Bill. So that was a thing that we watched, and now I'm tired because mm. I talked about it. And it was miserable. Moon River. Moon. My butt smells like the moon. What? The, you lost the moon tune there. Moon River. All right. Before Bill sings anymore, uh, keep filling those holes of pop culture. We will talk to you next week. Poon Diver. Good night. Good night. And good luck. A boo boo boo. Good night, Mrs. Calabash. Wherever you are. You don't know that, <laughs> Mrs. Calabash. 
Oh, that's a terrible Jimmy Durante. <sighs> Just remember, Bill Mudrin ruining the endings of podcasts. See, for... but I do it in a way that I make sure there's enough of a pause I can clip it if I have to. <laughs> so as, as long as there's a beat of like, yeah. hey, and see right there, then I can be like, yes, let's talk about Dan Busters. Oh, you forgot to mention that, huh? See, because if I decide to cut this out later, this doesn't have what to be the Dan end. What is Dan Why do you uh, want to Dan talk about Busters? Dan Busters is a movie, uh, the end of uh, Star Wars, the whole attack run on the Death Star was yeah. patterned after this movie. It's about a bunch of uh, British bombardiers who have to drop a bunch of bombs on, like, British dam, or a German dam to, like, fuck up, like, some major military encampment in Germany. Okay. It, t- it takes place during World War II. Uh, me and Annie watched this when we first moved in together when she first moved up to portland we just heard the good things about this movie about us any co-host of bill H- yeah Bill's Annie other Maloney podcast and Boy, uh, so we rented it from blockbuster or whatever and we're sitting there watching it about we're about a third into the uh third third way into the movie and the british captain who's the main character of the movie he's on this british base air force base and he goes to his he's getting ready to go up on an airplane to do like a, a, a practice run for or something like sure. that and he calls his dog and he says come here nigger Oh. And we just, me and Anna are watching that. We, we we both thinking like, well, we just heard that, and he says it again. And then we're like, did 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 he say what? Is that dog's name actually what he knows? Again, this doesn't have to be in the podcast. But then, all throughout the movie, his dog is like this character that keeps on showing up, where it's constant, like every five minutes. Hey nigger, hey nigger, this, and we're just like. Oh my, and it completely, you can't even, you're so knocked out of the movie, it's just, we just cannot wait for it to end because it was a torture, because we started watching the movie, we had to finish it, but it's just one of those things where the racial thing is just... Oh, yeah. Because, I was wondering how this tied back in. Well, it's in, like another movie, this is probably the second most famous yeah. instance of a movie that is te- technically considered an, uh, a classic, but no one can talk about now yeah. without that being the centerpiece of the conversation. In fact, uh, a couple years ago, Peter Jackson announced that he was going to do a, a, a remake of the Dan Brusters. First question from everyone, what's the dog's name going to be? <laughs> and he was like, no, don't worry about the dog's name. That's We're going to do it. Don't worry about No, it's okay. If there's a dog, it's not going to be called that. Mm, so okay. anyway, so. So there you go. No one will probably hear this because I'll probably chop it out at the end. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> oh. Fucking white people, man. White people, man. Man, white people. Man. Oh, no. No, no. Take care, guys. Goodbye.